0: Welcome to the Brilliant Light Wellness Podcast, where host Joanne Newaduck and her expert guests will shed light on issues that impact your health, love, and happiness.
1: Hello and welcome to the Brilliant Light Wellness Podcast, where we shed light on health, love, and happiness. My name is Joanne Newaduck, and I'm here today with an amazing guest, it's been such a delight um, watching this next guest really come into her own, settle into her own being, her own way of functioning in the world, and creating a business called Becoming Coherent. So I'd like to welcome now, Trisha Marie. Welcome Hello. to the podcast. Thank you, Joanne. I'm delighted to be here. It's, well, It's my pleasure. Well, it, it's it's such a delight to have you here. And especially since I find the name of your business, quite intriguing. What, what does becoming coherent mean to you? <laughs> uh, it is uh, the life journey.
2: It is the content now of a 10-year-long journey that I took um, coming out of the corporate world and, and finding a greater level of clarity, consistency, and understanding across you know, pretty much every aspect of my life.
1: Fascinating how that now shows up in the work that I do with other people. Amazing. Amazing. Now, when you said you came out of the corporate world, what, what area within the corporate world did you work? Well, so I, I, obviously my corporate career was
2: varied, but for about 15 years I lived as a strategist. Um, I started in kind of the media world and then moved into more of a generalized marketing perspective. And then I transitioned again uh, into more, core business strategy. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. And now you do that type of work, but as an entrepreneur, as your own private business Mm -hmm. and, and who do you work with?
2: Well, it's so interesting that you just use the word entrepreneur, because I've been giving some thought to this idea that there is a difference between the people that I work with and entrepreneurs. Okay. So I, you, some people have heard about the word solopreneur. Yes. And I think that there is a, there's a distinction between the two. Okay. Um, just in terms of where the focus is. I really have found that solopreneurs, um, they are in love with the craft of the business. Okay. Whereas entrepreneurs are in love with the business and
1: growing and expanding that. I literally just had shivers from the top of my head down to my toes, there is a difference. There is a difference. And I have been in workshops myself where I witness it, but I don't think I was aware of it mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I had a, it was a business trainer saying, you need to be in love with your business yet. Mm-hmm. I see so many people, they love their craft. They yeah. love whether they're a massage therapist or whatever they're as they love. And that, in many ways, describes me at times, you know, there's aspects of what I love in my craft, but the business side becomes a little overwhelming. Yeah. So you work with the solopreneur or the mm, entrepreneur, the solopreneur, the solopreneur. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this could be anyone. could, could it, we did even include, I don't like someone that's in, um, like a network marketing, yeah. like, a, yeah. So something, so like, this
2: is really another interesting part of the conversation is that solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, it's like business is this constant evolution, mm-hmm. and you know when I first got started into my own solopreneur printer business, there were categories that I that I didn't feel kind of really aligned with the work that I was doing, and that's evolved over time because you may be a network marketer today, yeah. and that might be you know um, sort of giving you a sense of confidence, yeah, learning how to be in business or learning how to you know, uh, leverage the sales aspect or wherever, why ever you're in it, you know, um, it could be just about the love of the product. Right. But at the same time, you're going to start to feel this, this pull, if you will, this pull that pulling you forward to, okay, what's next. Okay. What's next. So in evolution, I want to, how do I want to evolve this? How do I want to yeah. shift and, and, and maneuver this? And, um, and it becomes this beautiful mashup. Um, one of my favorite movies is Moneyball and hit this mashup that he, that he came across, um, that allowed him to do extraordinary things. Um, so where we are today is not where we're going to be five years from now. Absolutely. And you know, for the most part, I think that conceptually we understand that. Yeah. But at the same time it can be quite challenging to try and figure out how do I navigate that, Absolutely. that journey?
1: So. I had I heard once, um, one of my mentors, I just, I I don't know that it's their statement, so I won't quote them. There is a statement out there. And it simply said that as human beings, as people, we are, what was it? We profoundly overestimate what we can do in a year, but profoundly underestimate what will happen in five years. So there's a real disconnect of moving beyond. Like, so we have these concepts of what we need to do. Um, now, for you to come to this point and and offer this, so you you do business strategy for the solopreneur. Mm-hmm. I my interest is understanding people's circuitous route to get there, and I know that you've been on your own personal journey. Mm-hmm. How did you get from A to B? How would you go from corporate, mm-hmm. which is not about the solopreneur, not at all, and not at all, and a very different game mm-hmm. in life to now. And, and, um, a question that I love to ask is like, what do you believe in? What, what took you from there to here? And what has that, how has that formed your beliefs now?
2: I don't know that there's enough time in the podcast to go there. True. So here's what I will say is I do believe that there is a game at play and I don't mean to put levity to the idea of business or life, make it feel trivial by saying it's a game. But there are, uh, there's, there's, there's really only one game and it's how we play it that determines, you know, sort of the, the infinite nature of it or the finite nature of it. Simon Sinek, one of my favorites, has just written a book called The Infinite Game. And he talks about how corporate is played as a very finite game. Right? Okay. So he describes an infinite game as one that we play because we love playing it. Okay. And we actually just want to keep playing. All right. Whereas the finite game is all
1: about playing to win, reaching certain levels, coming out as the winner, right? Interesting. So if I hear you correctly, what I take from that is that the infinite game, Mm -hmm. one's playing in that infinite game, which quite often is the solopreneur, they're doing it, whether they're getting paid or not, and often they're not really making a lot of money. So they're almost paying to play. That to me suggests that is an intrinsic value that's being pulled forward. Mm -hmm they're going to do it no matter what, because it's not always about the monetary game. There's other currencies that keep us going. It's the the self-satisfaction, shall we say? Absolutely. And then in the other, and what you're observing in the corporate world, shall we say, you experience more where it tended to be an external. It's all about what are our profits, how are people, it's driven by external factors. That's where the driving force is. And neither one is right or wrong. They're just different. Yeah. And you get to decide which one you want to play in.
2: Well, and I think it's for, uh, for anybody, whether, you know, I use a lot of different (laughs) uh,
1: phrases to describe people
2: so that they know whether or not who I'm, what I'm talking about is for them. But if you're in the corporate world and you're feeling like it's time to start you know navigating your way out of that to find whatever your second life is going to be well i think one of the, the biggest questions that you have to answer is do i want to leave to go and build a business or do i want to go and build a craft is there something that i am deeply in love with doing in the work and i want to become a sort of a master crafts person around mm. the work that i can take in a, diff- a number of different directions yeah. Or do I have a, do I see a need that is so desperately not being met? And I want to co- uh, rally a team with me to go and meet that need. Right. Again, two totally different ways of thinking about business equally important, but that in that finite game
1: has us thinking that there's really only one way to do it. I love this distinction because I've heard yeah. the term solopreneur before mm-hmm. And I honestly just thought it was more an entrepreneur that works on their own or they haven't grown into their team, but there is some don't want to say want to have a team. Absolutely. They just, you know, they might need team players to make, you know, they need a bookkeeper if they don't know how to do their own books and so forth, but they're not interested in managing and growing a business that is they want to fulfill and meet the needs of their clients within their So what's coming to mind, tell me if this makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. I am learning, I've listened to you talk several mm-hmm. times, and this is really landing for me this time. Oh, great. Like it really is like, maybe it also, because I just came out of a really fascinating weekend yeah. where it opened up the, these neurons in my brain. Yeah. Um, do you know this, the, 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 classic analogy of when you take a jar and you put in the big rocks, Mm -hmm. then you put in the little stones Mm -hmm. and you think it's full and then you can still add sand and then you can still add, I've heard anything from coffee to wine to water and it keeps filling in depending on the analogy that there are like some of these big corporations or some businesses that need to be a big corporation and they're the rocks. And then you have small businesses, the little pebbles and then maybe the solar banners are the grains of sand that are so important and they each we would have beaches without grades of sand, but each one doesn't seem important in its own little one. But when you put them all together, you just got shivers. Am I getting what you're saying? You
2: are, because I think that if they're, you know, I, I usually leave this for the end, but I'm going to say this right now. I think as you step out and you, and you decide that, you know, whether actually I would, I don't,
1: sorry, I'm going to cut that out. no problem just we just rewind verbally
2: the 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 thing that I just resonated with as you were describing the jars the pebbles the sand and the water wine or coffee (laughs) yeah pick take your picks or beer is again come back to what we learn in the corporate world is that we're replaceable we're cogs in a wheel that there really isn't anything unique about us that that um that has value
1: so know. it's the position rather than the person.
2: hundred percent. Okay, there are exceptions. yes, i'm 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 being really generalistic with this. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, you know one of the things that I struggled with the most as I came out of corporate is really understanding what it was that was this unique contribution that I had to make into the business community. And it's not just about business that that was another piece of learning which I can talk about later. But this, when when you're stepping out or when you're in your, your own business as a solopreneur or as an entrepreneur, I think one of the biggest things to be looking for and thinking about is people will come to you for what you do, but they will stay because
1: of who you are, Oh. right? So I love that. So it's more about when you are a solopreneur, it is more about who you are
2: 100%. as opposed to the
1: position. Because in reality, someone could go to a multitude. I'm just using a massage therapist because it's simple. Someone yeah. could go and get that service from many, many massage therapists, but they want you because you're also bringing your energy.
2: Well, in your story and yeah. your experiences, and the reason why you're choosing to do massage therapy over painting houses, like there, yeah. there is so much to who we are as, as humans that gets lost in... Um, I think the bigness of the corporate world and it it can often trip business owners up to, especially when you're in that solopreneur world, because if you think about artists and musicians who are the ultimate solopreneurs, right. Right. Musicians are my favorite. They spend years honing their sound. Yeah. And, and when we can start to kind of take that idea into our world, as a as a business person or as a crafts person that really what we're doing is honing our sound that's
1: the infinite game we'll spend a lifetime honing i love in. that and both what i'm hearing though is both are valuable because it really depends on the grounding and the personality of the person mm-hmm. i mean i have friends that they love they feel truly valued because i think within big corporations it's more What is going on within your team? And they feel like to feel part of a team is a beautiful sense that many people have. Mm And yet others feel more this sense of they need that individuality and both are beautiful, but it, and and one is not wrong. And I don't think someone in one shouldn't feel like they have to do the other or vice versa. It really is more, what is in alignment with you? Absolutely. I love that. And I don't know that that's recognized as not enough. It's not (laughs) awesome. Well, On this wonderful note, (laughs) on this excitement, no, I love it. (laughs) A little jazz. I want to keep that going. We are going to take a short break and we're going to come back because what I want to know and continue this conversation about is what do you stand for, for your clients and and your pearls of wisdom for Mm -hmm. anyone, regardless of whether they work in business or otherwise, like I know that you have so much life experience, and I want to hear more. So, if you're listening, stay tuned. We'll just be
0: uh,
1: a two minute pause here.
0: What's your stress level? What areas of your life support you, and which ones drain your energy? Chronic stress can erode your health, affect your work, your loved ones, and your vitality. Chronic illness and pain cause stress, so it becomes a vicious cycle. But what can you do about it? Brilliant Light Wellness offers effective, simple ways to break this cycle and support your body to relax, heal, and revitalize. To access your free stress evaluation and tips to energize your life, visit Joanne Nuaduck at www.brilliantlightwellness.com. Together, let's shed light on your health and happiness. Welcome back to the Brilliant
1: Light Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Newaduck. And today I'm interviewing a beautiful soul named Tricia Murray with a business called Becoming Coherent. And uh, Tricia, welcome back. Thank you. I am so loving this conversation (laughs) and understanding what coherence means. And we ended off with affirming that There are people that love being a solopreneur and those are the people that are honing their craft. There are people that really thrive on becoming part of a team and working in business in large corporations and, and, and they thrive on that and neither is, and, and and then there's entrepreneurs that are in a sense running those corporations. They might've started off what seemed like being a solopreneur, but their goal was not to just hone their craft, but to develop, shall we say a business, a movement, something with larger and larger teams to fill a gap in where they see a need in society do I have that correct? A hundred percent. Yeah. And and they're all wonderful. Now, what I want to know is that now that we've established that your, your main focus is on the solopreneur and, and helping them strategize, what do you stand for, for them? What, what does that mean? What's important around that?
2: So there are, a handful of things that I've really galvanized around for myself personally and for the people that um that I support is first originality we talked about this this idea yes. that, that there is something so intrinsically valuable about who we are that that infuses itself into the work and the and you know the business that surrounds the work mm-hmm. if you will um, so originality is, is part of, um, what I really get focused on, um, showing people possibilities. I work with ideas from psychology. Um, I studied yoga, as you know, for three or four or five years and I worked as a that's yoga how therapist. I, that's how I first met you. Right. So, um, and then, you know, a little side obsession of mine seems to want to be quantum physics and understanding spiritual law. And what I've learned through all three of those is that it is all about the relationship. There there are these multi-level, multi-dimensional relationships with our business, with our customers, with us as the owner, right? Mm -hmm. How how the business is one part of a life 360 degrees. That again, if you come back to ideas of what we learn inside the corporate world or the finite game. Um, there is a lot of focus on the Life360. And you know, so we can step out of that environment and still start building a business right? or a work or craft or a, uh, a practice of some kind using a lot of the same things that we learn inside that, that finite world. And it causes, especially for solopreneurs, and I think entrepreneurs, as they're coming up into their, the, the fullness of their business, it causes so much disconnection across those multi layers and multi dimensions of relationship.
0: So humans are
1: hardwired for relationship. It is something that we can't yes. ever turn off. Well no, we needed it for survival. Anything that we have developed for survival, if you I mean <laughs> thousands of years ago, if you were on your own, you probably didn't last that long in the world. Right. So we need relationship, right. And so I as I
2: studied relationship in the context of consumers and brands and how does that work? And then I studied yoga, right? The yes. relationship between our body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm studying, and I can, I've been for about three years. Um, this the world of quantum physics and spiritual law, and it's so it takes, fascinating, right? It just it just continues to go um, into the depth of how relational we actually are, how relational our world actually is.
1: Yeah. So when you work with a client. Mm-hmm you take all of this. Like, I love that. It's, you know, that, that I think it really highlights when you have someone you work with in corporate and we, we often talk about corporate as if it's this big other big monstrosity. And I laugh about that because I sit back, I have never worked in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. I'm a nurse. So I have worked in a big, like healthcare is a big institution. It's a big corporation. I know what that is, but it's, it's run a little differently. And uh, although the management isn't necessarily, and, and I've worked in the solopreneur world and and so forth. But what I do recognize is all of them are made up of people and people have different values, you know, and, and many have a family value and they have a value of either nature or their own spiritual growth, or they're, I don't know, they're a hobbyist entomologist. You know, there's something that, makes them tick um but there's different personalities you know categories and so with the solopreneur or someone that's going that route what might be something that you support them with right like in, in in a sense a concrete way what what benefit do you bring to them so
2: one of the things that um i i start with people depending on where they're starting at because you know I, this isn't about taking a square peg and jamming it into a triangular hole or whatever right you know what i mean but it's really understanding about where people are starting from but oftentimes what i've found is that we're we're really not um starting with a a a coherent understanding of our contribution to the customer relationship so in the context of the business the work that we do What is it that we actually bring to the table? What is it that 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 um, that we're bringing into the customer relationship, and who are we in relationship with, right? Who is the community of clients or customers that we are best suited Mm -hmm. to work with? Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons why 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 we don't start there. So that's one of the one of the ways that I that I start with people, and then finding those cornerstones that that unite. you know, us as the solopreneur and the community of people that were were like wired into being able to serve really well and building forward from right. that.
1: So, if somebody was, let's say, even a beginner, solopreneur, saying, I now, mm-hmm. let's use your example, I love yoga for my own intrinsic sake. Yeah. And I recognize I actually have a passion for teaching. And so, do the teaching training. And now it's like, Ta-da! I'm a yoga teacher. What do I do? How do I do that? What do I teach? What do I do? You would be able to support someone like that in almost drawing out, getting them to understand their value. How do they align? So it's, it's not so much, this is what you need to do for your business, but really getting them to understand how all the pieces fit together. Yeah. Well, so here's an example
2: of a, of somebody that I worked with. They had been a teacher for Oh my goodness, probably close to 20 years
1: mm-hmm.
2: teaching, you know, um, middle school, the younger kids and um, they, they, they knew they wanted more, which is always a classic indication that, that, that you're being pulled forward into your next evolution is that there's something more that that's, that's kind of bubbling up and you don't really know how to get your hands on it. Uh-huh. And ironically, she became a minister. Oh. So she went from teaching to ministering. Yeah. And still an element of teaching. Right. And, and then fostering, and then she decided that she wanted to be able to take, you know, sort of the next evolution and, you know, what was so beautiful about the work that she was doing through that evolutionary process was she was taking her teaching um, gifts. Yes. Her ministering gifts. Yes. And then she's ultimately stepped into um, sort of more of a coaching and mentoring She's working, you know, still smaller groups, but she's, you know, it. what's changed I think most for her is the content
1: yes. of what she's teaching and ministering around, yeah. if you will. And the vehicle, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I know someone they talk about, we all have gifts and when we recognize those gifts and her biggest thing that she teaches is to let go of the things that are not your gift. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to be, a horse if you're a duck or vice you know what I mean like if you're there's an there is actually an analogy around that one about <laughs> kids going to school if, if kids were actually animals yeah. and a duck and a horse and a fish and it talks about it let's stop trying to make the duck the really fast runner and the horse the really good swimmer and or learning how to fly let's more focus on developing the gifts that people already have. So
2: here's what I love about this, because it ties back to what we've been talking about, about the finite game and what we learn so often, if you spent any time in corporate, like I did, or even in in an institution, like we've talked about, is that there is a one size fits all. There is a baseline for what um, productive looks like or performance looks like. And it,
1: what... (laughs) Although I do see, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I do see changes in that in small business now. Hundred percent, it's very different. And we could get into a whole nother conversation. Millennials that people often poo-poo about. <laughs> I don't have that same Mm-mm. same view. I know incredible. Like, yeah, maybe when they were teenagers, because no different. I I, I think of my mother who was born in 1925 talking about being a teenager in the late 30s, in the early 40s, and her father going, shut that racket off. Now we would think of the 40s music as like old fashioned. It's like, I think that has to just do generational no matter what. That, I don't want to get off topic, but it's that I do see a shift just watching from the outside and listening to friends that are part of it is that there is a shift happening in businesses. Maybe not the really big, old, established ones, there could be, but I think there's a cultural change and that's one of the big things to look at that there are cultural, a culture within every organization. Yeah. And it does shift.
2: I I think, first of all, I'm with you. I, I think that, um, millennials are sometimes misunderstood. Um, but in the same context, you know, we've sort of created the millennials, right? Yep. Like we've raised them, and 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 if we can find our way into that place of really looking and learning from them, because they are teaching us, yes, and they are looking and learning and te- and, and learning from us at the same Absolutely. time, right? Another example of the relationship, it right? It has to be; it's just always in play. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think that for, for the most part, even what we, what I've been talking about, about the finite game and blah, 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 that has come out of a certain way of culture, right? A certain aspect of culture. And yes, it is going to change. And, um, as you know, people like the kids, like the millennials, they're not kids anymore. The gen Gen Z that are coming behind them right? Those kids that are in their twenties again, not kids. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Young adults, <laughs> young adults. We're you, dating you also... and
1: aging ourselves here. <laughs> we really are. I have five. We have a combined household and we have five children, yes. offspring, yes. whatever you call it, between 21. Yes. Actually, it's my daughter's uh, birthday. Just turned yes. 21, 21 to 30. And, and it is interesting watching their values and, and obviously their values are when people say it's different or change my personal, and I love that you use as well. It's an evolution. It's like growing a tree and pruning. You're not shifting from an oak tree to a pine tree. Often you're, you're evolving. And you know, I really like that. I can't believe it, but our time is starting to wind up. But before we go, what I love to ask and what I'd like to hear from you is your personal pearls of wisdom, regardless of whether someone's a mm. entrepreneur or social, like, what have you, well, I shared like one, yeah. which yeah.
2: was who you are is what you have to offer. And yeah. I, I fundamentally believe that, um, it's all about the relationship and it's about the relationship that you have with your clients and your customers. And, you know, when there's friction and tension that exists there, it's usually just a relationship misalignment Okay. Right. Right. Something's gotten out of alignment and right. you know uh, it really is helpful to be able to step back and think about what, what feels like it's being, what, what's being pulled uh, out of alignment. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I, I that's think number one, or well, that's I number think two? number one is the, who you are is what, okay. So that's after. number one, I think that, the relationship, you know, number if two, we can all think about that. Okay. Relationship is number two. Um, and that misalignment, those misalignments that occur and number three, you know, I would leave you with this idea that it's actually not about the business. It's not about us actually. It's about, but it's going to happen through us. Okay. Right. So it being the impact that we make in the world, you know, our ability to create the experience of more for a client, for a customer, experience of more in our own life mm-hmm. 360 degrees it, it it's not about the business but it happens through through the, the business. business it's not about the work it happens yeah. through the work it's actually not even about us yeah but it happens i'm having us. a light
1: bulb moment and this will be i would love to have you back on at some point because what i'm getting now is i would love to explore the flip side we're talking about what it's like to be the solopreneur the entrepreneur mm-hmm. the business What's it like to be the customer, right? Like, what does it mean for the customer to understand that there is this evolution in consciousness of the solopreneur, of the business? What does it mean for them receiving? What draws them to one business or another? What keeps them staying there? And, and why, and, and, and what are they getting out of it more than just the product or service? Can I put a little Easter egg out for that sure. conversation?
2: Sure. Yes. Okay. So here's the teaser to that is if you are a customer or a consumer or a client, which we all are, even if you are a business owner, <laughs> it is, it is again, all about the relationship, okay. right? What, what relationships cause us to feel like we're in sync. Okay. Like we're on the same wavelength. Like someone's really tuned into our frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Wavelength frequency and in sync, they're all they actually all come out of the language of coherence. I like that. Which comes from the field of physics. But it also comes from a very spiritual side, right? Yeah. And 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 so, you know, we go looking for people to meet our needs as consumers, as customers, clients, and and audience members or whatever. And if we can start to really tune in to what we are looking for, it's amazing
1: how we start it's to there. line find
2: ourselves up with the people who are speaking our
1: language, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we could go on for another hour. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you thank so much, you. Trisha, for being on. Again, my guest today has been Trisha Murray of Becoming Coherent. Now, before we sign off, if someone wants to connect with you, I know that I can direct you to the we're gonna post your bio, mm-hmm. your information, your contact information mm-hmm. underneath um mm-hmm. uh, the recording on Spreaker. And could you just share like what what's your website called? Is it
2: Becoming Coherent? Okay
1: dot com. Yeah. Coherent. dot com. Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I spend a little bit of
2: time on Facebook, um, Instagram, all under at becoming coherent and um...
1: awesome. And then if they go to your website, they can, if they want to reach out or email or phone you, then the information's there, probably a field where they can fill it in and send you a message. Do you offer? So if there's a solo player listening, going, you're speaking my language, Mm -hmm. I want to connect with you. Uh, do you offer a discovery call or some sort of, how does somebody, what, what are you offering? I can,
2: uh, I do discovery calls with, with people for sure. Um, events but one of the up? things that I've, I've um, really sort of settled, not it landed into, let's put it that way, not settled into, but um, is a core three series, which oh. is three, three part series that help people reframe so the, the role and the purpose of business, Okay. realign some of those misalignments that happen in okay. business that yep. create some pain and then restore this sense of equilibrium between the business and a life 360 okay. and, you know, the human and the spiritual being.
1: Lovely. Know. And how is that delivered? Is it an online it's course? An online
2: program, right self-study now? Yeah. or
1: is it online no, live? No. So the
2: one thing that I'm pretty, I'm pretty committed to uh, pretty being, absolutely committed to is, is creating more of an experiential learning, learning environment. So it's online. It's not, it's not going to be pre-recorded. Okay. Um, these are live containers that I create, um, about once a month. Okay. And, um, you know, it's a live environment where we are working together, but then of course you get the replays and stuff like that. Excellent. And how long is
1: it delivered over? I'm just, is it three sessions? Three
2: It's three weeks in a row. Okay. You can, you can step into one week or you can step into all three of them. Okay. Um, they're about 75 to 90 minutes a piece just to be able to make sure that there's lots of time to get questions answered, thinking clarified and whatever. Um, and it's meant to move people through this process of tuning in and syncing up and then being able to amplify it in your own business. Oh, fantastic. Business, okay. And they again. can find
1: all this information you on betcha. your website. Yeah. And when you get on the call, be sure to say, Hey, I found you by listening to brilliant light wellness. We wish you a magnificent coherent day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for being on today. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Brilliant Light Wellness Podcast where light is shed on issues that impact your health, love and happiness. Join us weekly for new episodes.